Hello, Disc Golf fans, and welcome back to another edition of Running It with Nate Sexton. I'm your co-host, Jared Orr. He is the Innova team captain and our host, Mr. Nate Sexton. Nate, how you doing, man? I'm great. Happy New Year, Jared. Happy New Year to you, man. Here we are. It's 2021 already. We're a week in, um, coming off of uh, an awesome show for the first of the year. Um, we had Paul Macbeth on, and we had a little run-in from Mrs. Sexton and Mrs. Macbeth. Nate, what kind of feedback you getting after that episode? I'm getting lots of messages. I, I can't believe we're already on episode six, for one thing. I think it's going quick, and I'm definitely getting a lot of people reaching out. <laughs> And just saying they're enjoying it and keep going. So, you know, that's encouraging for me. It makes me really glad that I agree to do this show and that we got it going off the ground. And and speaking of uh, Hannah and Bree getting on there, that was really exciting for me just because, you know, obviously I record this show. So I know what's coming usually on an episode. But that time, you know, Paul and I both were out of the room and totally unaware of, you know, who are who was a mouth breather and who wasn't a mouth breather. And they, they got to uh, talk and say their piece. And it was really funny to, to uh, listen to that with my wife and, uh, and hear the jokes that they made and the silly questions you asked them. I thought it was great. Yeah. And she, you know what? She was a natural and I look forward to having her back on. She was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we can convince her to come back. Yep, here we are, like you said, man, on episode six, and it's really been flying by. And as you guys know, every Friday morning, our show is available on platforms everywhere, and we're able to bring it to you guys free of charge thanks to our sponsors. And this week, we've got two of them, and it's the same two that, that have been with us since the beginning. It's Fisher Disc Golf and Disc.USA, two companies that kind of took a chance on us and partnered with us early and that we really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've got some, uh, like you said, a couple amazing sponsors out there. Now, Disc Dot, for those of you, you guys have heard us talk about Disc Dot a lot on this show. Uh, and that's a company, Nate, that they're not just a great product, but it's really a first class company, man. They've been doing so much to give back to the disc golf community. Uh, disc Dot has started the hashtag Grow the Sport initiative. Um, every month, they're donating a percentage of their net sales back to the disc golf community. Uh, they do it in a bunch of various ways. Um, they have partnerships through uh, Diversity Disc Golf and Disc Golf for a Cause, uh, but they're also working with course builders and teachers of the sport like Danny Diaz with Disc Golf Worldwide. Uh, and this is a company that truly wants to grow the sport, and uh, they've made a commitment to, to helping that effort, man. Yeah, and that's great. But also beyond that, it's just kind of a fun product to use. They sent me a couple and, you know, having them on the practice basket is just like another little reason to get excited about getting out there and throwing some putts and give you that feedback with that whole aim small, miss small concept to have that little pop of color in the middle of the basket that you're kind of keying in on and trying to hit gives you good feedback and just gives you, you know, another layer of, uh, of input, you know, and, and feedback for how your practice session is going. Well, if it's good enough for Nate Sexton, it's good enough for me. And I hope all of our listeners will check them out. They're at disc.usa.com. And you guys can check it out for yourself. They're on Instagram and Facebook uh, under disc. Now, Nate, because of this show, listeners can save 10%. And what's that code again? We keep it simple. It's always run at 10. That's right, guys. That's run it, R-U-N-I-T, and then the number 10, and that'll get save you 10% off. Check out disc.usa.com, and we thank them for sponsoring this show. And Nate, 
we wouldn't have a show at all going if it wasn't for those folks over at Fisher Disc Golf. The support that they've been given to us has been absolutely amazing. Uh, we had Levi on last week and we talked about the fact that we've been able to set up a long-term partnership deal with them uh, and they're going to be showing the show a lot of support and we really hope the listeners will show them the same support. Guys, you've heard us talk about the disc stacks. Check this out on Facebook and on YouTube. Fisher Disc Golf um, every Tuesday and Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, you guys can buy your pulls in advance. For those of you that haven't heard us talk about it before, it's an awesome concept. They set up three stacks on the table. You buy what is called a pull, meaning that you get to pick stack A, the seventh disc, and right there live on that feed, he'll walk over and pull that disc out, and that disc gets mailed out to you. Um, they do expert uh, packaging. They really do a wonderful job over there. And, uh, uh, and we can't thank those guys enough. Fisher Disc Golf has really been awesome for us, haven't they, Nate? Yeah, they're great. And, you know, just to, just for a little bit of transparency for the listeners, Jared is out there kind of pounding the pavement, talking to potential sponsors. But, you know, sorry, Jared, but this is still my show. So I'm getting, right. you know, obviously like a right of refusal with any advertisers that want to work with us. So I'm getting a chance to kind of meet virtually, you know, via Facebook message or whatever, potential advertisers talk about their business talk about what they want to do in disc golf and kind of just make sure they kind of meet the the field tests and the eye test for me before I'm going to represent them on the show. So these two companies have been really great for us. And, and uh, you know, I think they're just run by nice people and they're, they're just straight up. They're doing, doing what they can to have a, a disc golf business and, and uh, would definitely appreciate if listeners would go and support them. Absolutely guys. And if you're not on Facebook, uh, you don't do the YouTube thing. They do it the old-fashioned way as well. You can go to FisherDiscGolf.com. They've got 18 different brands of discs on there. They're introducing new stuff every day. Hoodies, baskets, signature discs, uh, some awesome die job discs. Really just, it's fun to get on there and just kind of look through. And Nate, I know that you get that in of a hookup now, but you remember a time how much fun it was to get a, a new piece of plastic, right? And that you, honestly, that doesn't go away. Once you have the hookup, you still can get pretty excited. But yes, absolutely. I remember uh, wanting to try, you know, everything under the sun and, and want to, to feel and, and test all kinds of discs. Right. We're all disc golfers at heart. So we need these things to get out there and play these rounds. And uh, because Fisher Disc Golf supports the show and uh, Nate's got that hookup, he passes it along to you. Nate, what if they want to get on there and save 10% off of buying a couple discs? What coach do they use? Go ahead and try run at 10. I promise you that one's going to work. Run at 10. And of course, free shipping. Another big thing right now, man. Free shipping. That's huge. So you get on there, pick out all the discs that you want. Because you're a listener of Running It with Nate Sexton, you save 10% at checkout when you use Run at 10. And then free shipping. Uh, and we really thank Fisher Disc Golf for sponsoring this show. Absolutely. Now, Nate, we've taken care of all the business things. We've uh, got some great sponsors. We let everybody know about them. Guys, we got that out of the way. And we've had some awesome guests on Running It with Nate Sexton, uh, guys that you've come up with uh, as a professional, some of the biggest names in disc golf. And I don't know if I've ever been more excited about an episode than I am today. Nate, who's our guest? Well, we've got a, a star in a different way in disc golf, kind of a media pioneer, uh, a guy who's been a veteran of the tour in his own way. It's the founder of Central Coast Disc Golf, Mr. Ian Anderson. Ian, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, man. Uh, I, you know, I told Nate and 
we were talking about this actually right before the show, and you probably don't even know this, but uh, a lot of the reason why this show is called Running It with Nate Sexton is because of uh, how Nate would be on Champs vs. Chumps, you know, with the, uh, <laughs> with, with the Chumps. You know, they're in a great position here to go ahead and run this, but they've elected for their third layup, and, uh, and I, that was something that always stuck out to me. And I said, dude, how do we not just call the show Running It? And, uh, and that's how we got to it. So thank you for that, that inspiration, man. That is awesome. I love hearing that. All credit goes to Nate, though, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm glad that that joke is not is still funny to me because it's, it's, it's kind of the, the crux of the whole thing. You know, it's like the keystone to the to my whole act on that on the Champs vs. Chump series is like that feigned ignorance of like not understand being such a pro that I don't understand that make mistakes happen. And I'm just kind of like, really Heiser here. What a decision when obviously it's just a shank and shanks happen all the time, even at the pro level. But yep. my whole shtick is like pretending that it's all terrible strategy. Every mistake is terrible strategy. Not, when not putt, an actual mistake. When the putt hits the lock. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great layup. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And I really, I like, the whole commentary thing, you know, I probably did. I did like a commentary for a guy named Steve Yang, I think out of Portland for, I think his company was called like Bullseye Disc Golf. And this was like, this was a straight to DVD release. If I'm, you know, you may be dating myself there with the, you know, that was probably like 2007. And I think after that, I, the first place I ever did anything was with Central Coast. I think you guys were probably the first ones who ever paid me anything for commentary i know you guys you bought me a microphone early on so yeah, yeah. <laughs> a big part of my start of, of doing that that media side of of the sport is all thanks to you that's so cool man i love all the, the central coast veterans out in the disc golf media world it's kind of fun yeah all right well now that we got uh some hellos out of the way i think we got to start at the beginning and you got to let us kind of know the genesis like how did central coast even happen obviously you played disc golf and you mm-hmm decided to you know i don't even i don't know if i've even ever really asked you this before but i want to hear a story from you so i think it kind of starts with me making video game youtube videos you know like they play they do commentary over it yeah so i started i did that for battlefield by company two for a couple years and i just like really liked it was kind of fun getting the the fan interaction and doing the commentary and doing a little editing and stuff like that and then i just got super into disc golf when i moved to the central coast i met like a really cool group of guys you know kevin estrada the first guy i did commentary with back in the day and we just got really into disc golf i went down to the santa maria open that year and it was right before worlds in 2011 um santa maria is like a couple hours three hours from santa cruz or whatever and like schusterick and emac joe revere and a local pro gabe Cotto were on the lead card for the final round and i was playing the am side so i could just i was already there and i just bought my wife this really crappy digital camera and I was like, I posted on Reddit disc golf and I was like, Hey, if I go film this, would anybody watch it? And then they were like, yeah, that's a cool league card. So I, I went and did it and I made the video and it was really bad. And I just never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been that bad. It's bad compared to your now, current standards, of course. Yeah. But it was with like a digital camera that had like two and a half X optical zoom, you know? So it got like just pixels, you know, after a while. <laughs> And I was like, dude, the commentary was like, oh, you guys got this is a great putt coming up. Watch this. Oh, this is all oh, sick. You know, just like giving away every shot, you know, because I don't know. I didn't know how to do it right, you know, and but people were really nice. They left, they left, you know, constructive criticism. And I, I always felt that's a, a huge part in getting better is listening to your audience, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like back then, you know, what little disc golf was being filmed, a lot of it was like commentary lists too. Like yeah, the yeah. commentary didn't really become a thing until a little later largely probably due to you 
putting it in there and, and like so, uh, making that, you know, part of what people expected. Yeah. I think the only one that had commentary when I started was disc golf monthly. Have you watched that Nate? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. With Cubby RIP and Jimmy and all those guys. And it was like once a month and I wanted more to watch disc golf to watch. So I started making more disc golf to watch. <laughs> yeah. And it was such like a, you know, the, the footage may be like more than a month old. Like it was, it mm -hmm. wasn't anything like, like a, you know, and how, what was your timetable? Obviously you weren't, there was no reason yeah. to even try for any kind of next day thing back then. No. I, so yeah, it was, was just kind of like after a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put like, like a month, you know, I was like, I still working during the day and just edited sure. night when the wife was asleep and how long that took me, obviously wow. not as many graphics and stuff. So that part was easier, but still. And then when did it kind of like, or what was it? Was there any like moment that like made it get more serious or was it just kind of a, you know, like a slow build and then you wake up one morning and you got 10 guys working for you and you're doing the worlds or what? <laughs> yeah. It's, I guess it's kind of like that a little bit of both. Right. Like I started doing like local tournaments, filming the friends. And then I was like, Oh, master's cup in town. I started to go to master's cup. And then some guy on Reddit hit me up. He's like, I got this cool tournament in Montana. You want to come film it? We'll fly out. I was like, sure, man. Free trip to Montana. Awesome. You know? So I went and yeah. did that. And then, I think once it started going to worlds, like 2014 worlds is when it started to feel pretty cool, pretty real. That was... And so at the beginning, you're like doing it all for free. And then, and then it's like maybe travel and yeah, then it evolves into, you know, obviously it's like once you have a huge team and you're doing next day, it's like, that's like way more than a full-time job for that weekend. Yeah. I don't know if, if anybody out there listening doesn't realize how insane it is for Central Coast and Jomez and all these crews now to like film that afternoon and go home and like eat their dinner and do what else, all the other stuff that you have to do just to be alive as like a human being and like cut together all the graphics, all everything to have it ready for like somebody to come and do commentary the next day. It's crazy. It's, it's wild, man. It's, it's so funny. Like I, I you got to credit McFly for making that leap though. You know, McFly so high. Yeah. Like he was, he was the first guy to start doing next days. And I was like, man, if he can do it, I could probably do it too. <laughs> so for, yeah. like, for master's cup, I, like the next year I went and, I just got had my template all ready to go. I was, and I edited it all by myself. And I was, wow. I think I was I finished at midnight, like did commentary until two, and then went to some guy's house I'd never met at and slept on his couch. Wow. <laughs> disc golf place. How much does Ian love disc golf? He said, free trip to Montana. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been to Montana. I drove through it for hours and hours, and I, I didn't see anything. I don't where, where are they playing? <laughs> you should I try think Nate again. has been to what, what I was talking about. That's the Rocky Mountain Championships, Nate. Yeah, I think I don't know if it was called that when I went there, but no, is it at so. Bohart? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So I played I played something there, Montana States maybe, but um, but yeah, it was beautiful. That's a, that was a like in Bozeman or something. It was a Yeah, just outside Bozeman, yeah. That was a nice venue for sure. I think it might have gone away, unfortunately. It did. But. Yeah, I got bought by some people who don't like disc golf. Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. Sad. <laughs> but yeah, so then I guess I don't even know what tournament you were getting me to do commentary for at the very beginning. Maybe something in Oregon. I mean, we're both from Oregon. I guess we should get that yeah. out in the open too. Is, you know, that we're both born and raised kind of in Oregon and now neither of us live there anymore. But yeah, kind of had that tie that you were kind of more than more willing than your average guy to like come up and film something in Oregon, I guess, because yeah, see definitely. family and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always an easy trip up there. I remember uh, for 2014 Worlds, we f I filmed we filmed three cards a day for seven rounds, and those are all up on YouTube, by the way. Wow! And I, I remember trying to get money out of the PGA to come do this. They're like, I maybe gave it like 500 bucks, and I was like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't and it didn't end up getting anything. I think the first time I got like these like 
was the next year Innova helped out for 2015 worlds a lot nice yeah and then when did we start like what was the first goofy video that you did i mean i know champs vs chumps started before me but was that the first time you did like kind of a non-tournament i think it was man yeah i was in the winter and paul was just like an hour and a half drive away and i was like this would be kind of fun see paul's down and he was down so we did it i think that's tell tell the tell the listeners what how that came about and even what champs versus chumps is yeah so champs versus chumps is you know it's kind of your pros versus joes for disc golf so it's it kind of evolved as like i wonder if me and two buddies could beat paul Macbeth. and i was like probably can't but i'm gonna try <laughs> so i called <laughs> him up and we met him in his home course which that's a terrible idea right there it's yeah huntington beach is also like kind of long like not i don't long know long enough like, it's long enough to, yeah where he can get a good advantage like if it's morally i we, we might might have yeah so. I don't know. Yeah. But. So yeah, just hit him up and <laughs> we were getting beat so bad at halftime. He called one of his friends to come out and help out <laughs> John Torres. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then we just did, we did the rematch at Dela, and that's the year you were touring with Paul. And yeah. I, I think he maybe not. Yeah. He must've done commentary before. I was like, we shouldn't need to do commentary because you're, you're always, you're witty and funny. And you know, we hung out a little bit Yeah, and the rest is you know, gold, man. It's, I it's don't, I don't know that I'd ever done it like that like it's it seems crazy to think about now yeah just true to, just to try it like mm-hmm. live like that kind of but yeah i mean it was really fun and it, you know it was easy for me in that situation because it was like paul and uh and i obviously was spending every waking moment with them pretty much while we were touring together so i had all yeah. kinds of ammunition for uh poking him a little bit and making fun of him and making the whole video kind of silly so <laughs> definitely a a like a sneaky kind of brand building thing for me, which I never, you know, you think, Oh, this is just some one-off like goofy thing we're going to try. And yeah. it's crazy how many people like that might be the first thing out of their mouth when they meet me somewhere. It's like, that's fun, man. Yeah. You know, champs versus chumps. And that's like, their, <laughs> you know, that's like their thing that they want to talk about, not like winning USDGC or any other uh. disc golf playing related thing, which is okay with me. Like, you know, that's fine. That's just a, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to been able to be kind of like multifaceted that way and like dip yeah. my toes in a couple of different things within the game of disc golf. But yeah, it's cool to think that, you know, now what I've done, I guess, I guess we've done 10 of them together now. Yeah. And you're also like part-time disc golf director for Starter Pack Challenge. You directed that whole intro. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Starter Pack. Yeah. Wasn't it the same day, Nate? I think it was the same day, dude. Did we do that all in one day? I swear that, we that did. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like we, it's after. not like we're just hanging out with nothing to do in Santa Cruz very often. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nice. The starter pack challenge was a, was a classic. And uh, that was, that was one of the ones when I remember watching it, I was like, I knew it. The pros get better discs than we get. That's why they're so much better. <laughs> look, at, look at this. And then, oh, you know, after, after a couple holes, you guys started coming around a little bit, but uh, those first couple holes, I was like, I knew it. I know it. They've got better equipment. That's, that's why, that's why I throw it 120 <laughs> and they're, they're throwing it 600. Nate started off hot on that one. I want to say, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I got, I keep getting lucky with the the champion plastic, but yeah, I think I, I think I got birdie birdie, which I like have uh, I literally never done. The actual tournament never have I got two birdies to start. Dela. <laughs> Those are incredibly hard holes. And then also the um, what what is it called? Battle of the Eras was that the that was the other one we did right? That was goofy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of gotten a big following because that yeah. was like really funny. Where, where we we where did you guys get those clothes from? Just Goodwill. We I remember going to Goodwill <laughs> and just trying to get, you know, like the just you know I was supposed to be the '80s guy and Paul was supposed to be the '90s guy and um, I think Simon was just kind of 
2000 or just Discmania sort of because they yeah he had a less little bit less of a library to choose from of discs and then Kyle our buddy Kyle Sautel played in that as well he was kind of like uh, traveling with us as like a like a vlog producer for for Paul and I's tour and he played as like the 2010 guy so we just kind of tried to play into the stereotypes of what the style from those periods might have been and have these weird discs that you never heard of and that I remember that being really fun just kind of like you know it's like I've never really done any like acting or anything like that, but it's like uh-huh. a fun thing to pretend to try to, you know, <laughs> to try to do, you know, I, I definitely enjoy like playing, a, playing a role. And uh, I, I probably, I wish I would have tried it more like when I was younger. Cause I, I didn't really know I liked it until later in my life. You guys killed it, man. <laughs> so like it, I get so many comments about Eagle chucking the watermelon out the window and breaking the yes. window. <laughs> yes. People that, that stuck with people way more than I might have, than I thought it would. Another one of those weird little moments where it's like yeah. just the YouTube comments, like the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty for, funny. For starter pack two, we, we didn't get, I, this is a shame on me for not doing it, but the intro, I really wanted to do like, have you ever seen the, the Godfather? Yes. And you know, like the horse's head in the bed. Yes. I want to do that with like a watermelon and eagle, you know, like, <laughs> oh, like that would have been so amazing. Oh, we, we can't, we can't get eagle to play. And Nate's like, I have an idea. And then, and then it I can make the, him do it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I have my ways of persuasion around something funny. And then it cuts oh. to the scene of eagle waking up in bed with a smashed watermelon all over him. Maybe in the next I, one. <laughs> I think the, the, the coolest part of champs versus chumps for me is uh, when I'm watching it and I finally realized like, Maybe it was Champs vs. Chumps 3. And I'm like, man, Nate's like right there while these chumps are oh, on yeah. the tee box. He's not hiding in a truck somewhere <laughs> or off camera. Oh, yeah. He's like he's like right there talking about this as this is going on. Uh, and of course, adding all of the pressure. And, and it shows in plenty of those shots. But Nate, what's that like? I mean, being obviously, you're it's all in fun. You're having a good time. But you ever get anyone mad at you while you're doing that? <laughs> No, no one who knew what they were signing up for, but I will say there have been a couple of people who did not, in fact, understand what they were signing up for. And <laughs> I wouldn't say they were like outright angry, but certainly like turning around and looking at me with like a like their brain is sort of glitching right now. Like what's happening It's supposed to be my turn. I I, I, I paid for this chance to, to throw like, what are you doing? You know, and then yeah. they, and then someone will tell them or I'll tell them like, yeah, this is this is what this is. Have you but not yeah, seen I, one of these? I definitely, it is. That's the craziest thing too, right? And that was like Ricky when we did the one with Ricky yes. and Paige and it was like, Hey Ricky. So like, yeah, this is what's going to go. You know, have you seen one of these? No, no, I never have. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I just agreed to do it, but you know, I, I have no idea what this even is. He just so, there, he just throws discs. If you ask him to show up and throw discs, he will. That's, but yeah, that's, like, on, that's on brand for Ricky. Like it is. That. It is. But yeah, it was, I don't know. It's like, so definitely like slightly annoyed people for sure. But I, I absolutely relish the, you know, I'm definitely like trying to impact the score with my commentary. Like oh I'm trying to, I'm definitely got, trying to make them. So good in PEI one year, man. I just, I, I have just a vivid memory of this one hole. <laughs> he said something right before I started to throw a right as I was throwing. I was like, God, <laughs> God, you got me so good. <laughs> but I don't, Shit. I don't try to make it too easy on the champs either. I, I mean, yeah. I'm certainly biased towards the champs a little bit, but I, I definitely try to give it to them if they ever mess up and, and uh, make them a little nervous too. Cause they're not immune either. I mean, nobody's used to having commentary in their actual ear as they're trying to throw. Like it's, it's terrible. I would probably be, I would probably yeah. hate it, but we I love, to I take love you being away. on the right side. Uh, you remember that they like, 
we, we thought about moving you away and they're like, we want to hear you, you know, giving us crap. Do you yeah. That? Yeah. Where, which one was it at? It was like, it was, it was one of the Canada ones. That, and you try to move me away from the tea a little bit. Yeah. More? You're like, maybe I'll be over here. So they can't hear me. Oh, you hear yeah, me yeah, talking yeah. about them, you know? And then they're like, but we want to hear naked talking crap about us. Yeah. 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 I like trying to, I like, I like doing both. I like to have some things that everyone can sort of hear. And I also like to sneak off and say things. And usually when I'm doing that, I'm thinking about Ian finding them later. So I like to like try to say a few things <laughs> that won't, that he's never going to know about until he's in. And then I, I think of it. him hopefully laughing while he's editing. Cause I'll try that, to do oh, a few, I always try to do a few happens. jokes that, that no one knows about except me where I say it quiet <laughs> or I like sneak off and say something into the mic that, that won't be revealed until it actually releases. There, there's nothing more fun to edit than a, a chance versus jump stage. Like <laughs> I just sit there giggling the whole time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and they're a lot of fun it. to watch. Now, Nate, you're like, you're kind of like the coach almost of the of the champs team at this point because in the last champs versus chumps, you went to the bullpen. You went to the bullpen and you you made it. You made a change halfway through. What happened there? <laughs> so, so that was another uh, slightly on brand move because. Yeah. Uh, James Conrad had just totally forgotten that he was slated to do champs versus chumps. And, uh, and we, and James is like fantastic guy. No question. Love the guy, but he's not like a cell phone answerer. He's not like a a text. (laughs) He's not a text reader. So he's not like the type of guy that you're like, James, like, I need to talk to you. Like it might be a while before, before you can get through to him. But uh, but somehow we did. Yeah. And he realized, oh, shoot, I'm on the other side of the island or wherever he was. He was like a 20 or 30 minute drive or something from the course is what I remember. But luckily, you know, Zoe was always planned to be in it. And Dustin was right there. And Dustin's fantastic player and a good guy with a good sense of humor. So, you know, we were able to kind of call an audible and get him in there. And, uh, you know, always he always knew and everyone knew, you know, at least the all the uh, champs and the, the video crew and me knew that James was eventually going to get there. And um, yeah, it just became a pretty obvious move to try to do the, you know, the whole, the whole feigning ignorance thing that, that my character does on there is, <laughs> is like, you know, that was the obvious move for me to be like, Oh man, this guy kind of looks like James. And I, I love doing those too. Cause I've done that a couple of times. I did one with Dustin in, in San Francisco too, where Dustin joined. I'm like, man, this guy looks like un- it's uncanny how much he looks <laughs> like Dustin. And then you'll go see the comments and there's like quite a few people get confused by it where they're they kind of like, wait a minute, is it re- was that really James? <laughs> you, know, you know, and you're like, oh, that's perfect that that worked. Yeah, we snuck yeah, Drew you, in. You know, up. you pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. Drew in, in uh, Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was I, that line I love too, because making fun of Drew is, again, very easy and fun thing to do. Um, <laughs> so I think I, I remember t- talking about how, man, this, this chump can really throw hard, but, you know, if he had even any touch, he'd probably be a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you, you told that line perfectly, Nate. Like there, there's a mean line, and you never cross it that I've heard, man. Dude. I try, I try to, yeah. I, I don't know. It's yeah. It's like I think I get a lot of leeway because people know what they're getting into for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it's like a, a thing that you know people are looking forward to it now. So now I can probably get away with being meaner than I would have dared to be at the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun. I'm glad that it's you know. I, there's definitely times where lately where we've been doing them i start to think man i don't know what i'm even gonna say like i've already made all the jokes and then i sort of think <laughs> yeah but who cares maybe i have maybe i haven't i don't know just keep going because if it's still yeah. funny to me then it's probably still gonna work like if yep. i start to get sick of it then i'll probably then i wouldn't want to say those jokes anyway but 
so far. A lot of that material writes itself, man. I mean, it kind of does. They're lining them up for you, and you're just knocking them down. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> does. It's just kind of watching the action. Yeah, and just uh, and just trying to play up the drama to like an unreasonable level for like a super <laughs> casual day out <laughs> out playing and acting like, oh my gosh, the champs just the nerves they must be feeling now, <laughs> and just acting like it's such a big deal. Although I, I tell you, that totally cured me of my tournament nerves. Like I don't have them at all. Yeah, good. It's probably. I'm sure champs versus chumps is harder to perform in front of all those people and with somebody like talking in your ear. That's that's a more nervous feeling likely than anything. But like the final putt for the win or something, you know. Yeah, like you're exactly. not going to get those kind of nerves just with like three random guys in the back corner of the park. Like how many? There's not many eyes on you, you know. So you, it's probably scarier to have 50 chumps and all the cameras and 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 knowing that your throw is going to be like available for years and years on YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's a that's a pressure all its own to know like this is my I'm gonna throw twice today like I better nail it you know nope. or else, or else my, all my friends are gonna just remember this forever yeah what was it champs first chumps ten uh, that that girl nailed it all right on that <laughs> oh one yeah yeah oh, I feel like th- I think that was like her uh, fiance or something though right yeah I was thinking maybe like her ex showed up and she was like you know what I'm just gonna take this opportunity and this is. Uh, those those are honestly the hardest moments for me because you know like i want to i want to make fun of it but also it's like man you know you gotta have a heart too because yeah that's that's tough for for everyone involved like that stung the guy that got hit with the disc from point point blank but she's also like peak embarrassment like yeah very easy to tip that into not having fun anymore um and then she she had to go again yeah i know the very next hole which i was shocked like i thought they should have you know maybe played the played the the timing a little different but that's chumps for you you know they're yep. not they're not they're not aware of that kind of stuff the momentum and the different ebb and flow of the game but they put her right back out there and yeah she she nearly did it again but she did a little bit better but yep. she I, I mean she seemed super good spirited about it which was oh great. totally yeah i think everybody and i think i got a message from either her fiance or her and they're just they're loving it man so good <laughs> yeah good well, i mean we her, need- form, her form looked good that disc came out hard i mean it was <laughs> It snapped out aggressively for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She should be proud of it. Just a little Richardy, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Richard would have, Richard couldn't even touch that. I don't know. <laughs> Ian, what's it like to see, you know, champs versus chumps every time a new edition uh, comes out? And obviously, COVID's really put a halt in your plans. But mm-hmm. every time you see the crowd get a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger, what's it like to see this thing that started out as just you and a couple of your buddies to see if you could beat Paul to these huge groups that show up now? Yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. I, I, I really cannot believe how, you know, how it's evolved over the years. You know, I kind of always thought it would just kind of stay in me and my homies, you know, trying to battle the pros. But, you know, I, I get so many messages. I want to be a chump. I want to be a chump. I want to be a chump. I was like, well, sh- might as well start charging for it, you know, and make this a deal. Make it, make it a real thing. That was that was a genius move, I think. I mean, it took it to where we could kind of like make it a, you know, you've like fl- flown me places before, yeah. you know, like to, yeah. you know, so it's like that. That's awesome. Like then it makes it a thing where it can be a fundraiser for Central Coasts and your guys' efforts to do everything, and you can get all the cameras in place, and and people are pretty happy to do it. I mean, to have the chance to be featured on the channel and have that fun memory yeah, where right. they can. Uh, you know, not only rub elbows with like some of the greatest players in the world, but also, you know, maybe throw a fantastic shot or maybe a terrible shot. Either one, you you kind of want to do one or the other. I feel like, like, yeah, you got to make it great or bad. And you'll be have like this memorable moment uh, in the video, but 
that that's that was definitely a cool change and and it's crazy i mean i get i have to i must have answered at least 200 messages in my life where it's like central coast does the planning like i cannot confirm or deny any where any new chancellor's jumps will be i can't help you like if you want one in iowa i can't i'm not the one to ask that's literally because i always put it back on you kind of i don't exactly yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like well is nate gonna be there <laughs> that usually go they go oh uh yeah huh? i guess he does need to be there huh I'm like yep yeah he's the guy doing the talking he's there. <laughs> yeah that's good i mean that works that's a two-way street for us i think that yeah. works because it's not like you can you can't obviously you know if, if you can't say yes to them all i mean there's yeah. no way you, then, yeah. then we'd be at volume 200 already exactly <laughs> wouldn't be any time to film the real tournaments Speaking of the real tournaments, though, didn't you guys just have kind of a, a major announcement for Central Coast going forward in 2021? Yeah, yeah. Super excited. We got a uh, FPO league card for all the NTs. Um, Sweet. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what we can do with that next year. Uh, hopefully, Yeah, that'll can... be great. I mean, definitely that, that division is heating up quick, I would say. It? Like, yeah, it's you gonna... know, it, yeah. It's great. It's getting competitive. I hope the Euros can come over next year. You know? I would, I, man, that would be so, I mean, I wish they could have last year because there were some like Haley obviously stepping up in a big way and a yeah. lot of people playing really well, but like, yeah, we, I think we maybe even talked about this on, on a previous episode, but like, you know, those, the three top European women are like, they might all be like in the top five in the world. Like they're I think so right. good. Mm-hmm. So to see that, to see all of them in the same place, I can't wait till the next chance we get for that. I don't know when exactly it'll be, but it will yeah. be a battle. I, I yeah. promise you that. I hope Haley can give Paige a run for her money in the in the whole point series and yeah. turn along the way too. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it would certainly seem so. You know, if you, obviously it's going to be hard to match Paige's consistency, but Haley's top end. You know, not a lot of people can even say that that their top end can can touch Paige. You know, so right. that's step one. If you can, you know, go toe to toe and even come out on top. You know, especially in the biggest pressure situation that we've seen so far on the the DGPT finals, probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she seemed like, you know, almost like borderline weirdly cool in that moment. <laughs> she bored almost. You know, <laughs> like she didn't even like seem to care hardly yeah. that she had just won like the biggest prize. You know, she's won more money than Paul Macbeth has ever won playing disc golf. <laughs> like that is let funny. that sink in. She's 18 years old and she's got a bigger check than he's ever gotten in his whole career. It's like nuts. 20 oh 18. That's awesome. If he if he hears this, do you know what that's going to do to him? He's he's going to he, the second he hears this, he's grabbing his bag and heading out to the basket. Yeah, yeah, more motivation for the McBeast. I, I'm I've been guilty of that too many times. I should have I should have <laughs> just patted him on the back all the time. That would have been better for my career to just kind of say, "Hey, man, you're doing fine. Take a rest. Take a load off." <laughs> and obviously, you watch a ton of disc golf. You're going to be covering the girls this year, so it, we're it's came up. We're talking about it. A question that I get a lot in our inbox, Nate, is. Uh-huh. Could Paige compete on the men's side if if she got into these men's tournaments? Now you guys watch it both. I'd I'd be interested to hear what you guys both think about that. I mean, well, I, you got to define compete. Like yeah, she wouldn't right. be she wouldn't be a laughing stock. That's I'll tell you that. Like she would right. she could cash, a, not mm-hmm. all the time, but she could cash right. intermittently. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um, because I feel like she's underrated at 990 or whatever. She feels to me a little bit better than that. Uh, a, a true 990 rated player, I think, would have a hard time. But I feel like she just gets some bonuses for being like battle hardened, like able to make a 40 footer in the biggest moments. Like she's mm-hmm. won it all. And so she's like such a champion that I feel like she, you know, I'll give her 
10 10 rated sort of like feeling when you when you're seeing her play well so i mean i i don't certainly she couldn't win any tournaments uh at, at the at the elite level but i think she could definitely get in there you know there's been tournaments where she's probably averaged close to like 10 15 or 10 20 for a four rounder i think yeah and maybe if the course wasn't like super long, eh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, she kind of throws super long. Far. She does, does throw super <laughs> like, long already. I feel like she kind of. I think her and I throw the same. Like I don't. I don't know that I have much on her. She can rip. So I don't know that distance would even be that bad. It, the thing that I think would be tough for her is I, I feel like she plays such an aggressive brand of disc golf. Yeah. And part of the reason she can afford to do that and learned to play that way is because plenty of times she's taken like a triple bogey in it and she can still win, you know, still yep. recover. And if she had been in the men's division the entire time, I don't know if you would develop quite that style of play when it's like, oh, shoot, I just lost $200 for running that into the water. That's a really um, good point. So, you know, you might you might see a different brand of golf when you're when you're like jockeying for position with every putt or make or miss coming down the stretch. She is I like I've seen her just run silly stuff before. Yeah, you know? she goes for everything and she makes she half of them like she's incredible. She I would trade her straight up. I would trade her, her circle two putt right now. Like, I'll mm -hmm. take it. I'll just take her. Let her do everything for me and from thirty five to seventy. She's yep. like she's without a doubt more successful than I am from those ranges. It's incredible. I love whenever anyone talks about uh, ratings now. The only thing I think of is Big Germ saying back on episode three, well, you know, a 1020 is like the new 1007. <laughs> There's <laughs> some truth to it. There's some truth to wrong. it. There's just more players out there now. And I think actual ratings inflation is probably also a thing too, statistically. Just that like slowly they, you know, they, all, they all just kind of rise up. I don't know. I don't know the, the underlying math behind it, but. I have I've seen that kicked around, you know, even even at the like PDGA level, like, you mm -hmm. know, questioning whether or not there's like some uh, slow advancement of like the average. I think there is. Yeah. Is it Chuck? We need to hit up Chuck about that. I think he I don't know that he still handles it, but he definitely invented it or had a yeah. huge hand in inventing it. Yeah. Chuck mm -hmm. Kennedy uh, in, in building the rating system out. I'm not sure that he's still I don't think he still like oversees it at this point, but uh it kind of just does its own thing. I mean, ratings are funny. You know, you, you see, you hear a lot, I wish they'd go away or, you know, we don't like them. And I just sort of think that's what people with bad ratings say. But, uh, but, but honestly, though, <laughs> I, I mean, they honestly, they mean nothing. They're only, they're only for fun. And, but I think they're pretty fun. I think they're probably the most fun perk that comes with PDGA membership, you know, like having yeah. some liability insurance is good, but it's very important, but it's not fun. Uh, yeah. but you know, like ratings and statistics, like I, if, if they didn't have that, I don't know that I would have been so keen on joining the PDJ in the beginning, but like having, having the, the data points and just being able to kind of nerd out on like, Oh yeah, well then my rating might go up this much. And I think people love that. So <laughs> I hope we, I hope we never lose them, but I also agree that, you know, they actually don't mean a whole lot. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> um, Ian, I've uh, throughout the time that we've been doing this show, we've got the email set up and I get a ton of questions that have come in and a lot of them are based around Nate's time with champs versus chumps. And I think some of these questions might be better answered by you. Would you mind taking a few fan questions while we got you today? I would love to, man. All right, cool. Um, we've got... 
Tom from Instagram asked, and you kind of answered this already with how Paul got in there in the beginning. Um, were there ever any plans to add any different pros? Did you ever have any pros turn you down and not want to participate? No, not yet. I've, yeah, I've, I have more like people reaching out to me wanting to be champs, you know? Though I feel, I'm, and I'm, I'm not willing to name names here, but I do feel like there have been some times where some pros have questioned the status of other champs. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> we, and I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but yeah, there have definitely been times where it's come in and been like, Oh really? So that's what a champ is. Yeah. <laughs> they were They were very, they took the champ part very serious. Yeah. It's a high yeah. honor. It is. It is. I was like, wow, this is, they're taking it more seriously than I take this thing. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you made it. I guess so. Right. <laughs> Nate, a question that comes in a lot, and I think we maybe have seen you once or twice. Um, Scott from Facebook asked uh, if it ever gets hard for you to sit there and watch and not want to jump in and play <laughs> on either side. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I And I have gotten the chance to jump in a couple times. Uh, and, you know, I would do that for I think I've probably played for I've played for both sides for sure. Just to try to keep, you know, because yeah. we're trying to make an entertaining video at the end of the day. So anything I can do to keep the score like from becoming a super blowout, <laughs> a good thing, you know, and, and like the time that I got to put on the disguise and pretend I was Corey. And, um, and then I got to play for the champs a couple of times when they were getting kind of uh, behind or, you know, not able to stay with the, the army of chumps. So yeah, there's definitely been times where I've been like, Paul, let me play. Like you guys need my help. <laughs> I think I remember Kansas city. Didn't they lose pretty, pretty sound? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. That was, was the like, first Man. loss. Just let me know when you want me to throw. And he just, he was too proud. He didn't want any help. He thought he could dig himself out. It turned out he couldn't. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm it's for sure. I, I definitely like to, uh, I, I would, if, if I had my way, I'd sneak in and throw at least one in every, every episode. But it's kind of hard too, because the, that means I have to carry my bag, which I don't want to do because it's like kind of a long ways with the mics and everything and just having the discs on your back the whole time, never setting them down. And also, it's also kind of a lot of pressure to throw with like then the, this is chump life for sure. Cause they don't get warm up either. They're just walking forever. But I feel like it's a weird thing for me and for them too, I'm sure. But just to like step up on the tee, haven't thrown in like 90 minutes and have to execute a, a good shot. I got to be careful now that I'm 35 with just kind of jumping on the tee and letting one fly without any, <laughs> without any warm up. Absolutely. I love when we sneak you in there. Like when we snuck you in, Corey's Corey shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, is that, is that Nate sex? I'm like, this is so obvious you guys. Are you really questioning this? <laughs> but honestly, I threw, I, if my memory serves, I threw that drive so bad that Did I you? probably made it harder for people to tell. Cause they're probably expecting some sweet shot. Like I'm oh, here to see. Hey, okay. and then if I shank it bad enough, it's like, that's not him. Right. And that's, that's almost a compliment. They, they trust me to do better than, than in fact I did. I also like the forehand roller at De La from Hannah. That was Remember? funny. <laughs> so we had Hannah throw a forehand roller, and we had Nate throw a forehand roller on the same line, and I just cut it halfway through the flight. Oh, <laughs> people! And like, then I'm wow. reacting like that is the most fantastic forehand roller I've ever seen. <laughs> throw. That is going 400. You know, just like we threw the same color disc, and all of a sudden her shot is going 65 miles an hour, and just like <laughs> ripping down the fairway. <laughs> really picked up speed quick yeah like what a throw it was pretty funny because she was like very new at the time like it may have been one of the first 10 forehand rollers she ever tried and, you know so. she's definitely come a long way since then because she was like just starting as a disc golfer isn't it amazing how no matter what a chump does as long as they've got a sexton firebird in their hand they threw a great shot 
That, that's accurate though. <laughs> it's not even, it's not, it's not, it's not even that they could hit the first tree, but if they do, I'm going to be like, Oh man, this tea is so slick. Like that, right. I'm going to, I'm going to deflect, you know, cause I, you know, I have to look out for number one. So oh, I'm, not gonna, the bird. I'm not going to let the sexton firebird take a bad rap. Even if someone does throw it straight in the water, I'm going to be like, Oh man, somebody just right in their backswing. Somebody's making fun of them. That's un- unbelievable. <laughs> I told like, my say, buddies, I told my buddies right from the jump, I was like, you know, we ever get a chance to make it on champs versus chumps, just we have to have a sexton firebird and we'll oh, he'll, yeah. lay lo- he'll, he'll, he'll lay off us a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a great strategy. You can say that's not a bad shot considering what that disc had to work with. <laughs> <laughs> or like Absolutely. the time that that reminds me of the time when the guy hit the tree super early and I said, oh, man, we really can't be that hard on him because this guy's actually I just learned he's been playing for negative six months. <laughs> He hasn't even started yet. He hasn't. He's he not even, even know start. he likes it yet. He's not even start disc golfing till December, and he and he made it up to the third tree there. I mean, he threw that with some steam. So let's lay off this guy. I love the genius that pops in your brain, Nate. <laughs> it's all. It's all, a lot. Sometimes I have something pre-thought out, but a lot of the a lot of the best ones are just lucky. Just kind of something weird happens, and Definitely. and uh, yeah, I end up saying something, and it ends up working. Ian, this one comes in all the time, so I can't even give any one person credit for it. I've probably got it a hundred different ways, like uh, somehow Nate would be the one to answer this and not you. But um, here it is. Everybody wants to know, man, how does it work? How how does a chump get on champs versus chumps? Buy a ticket. And and where do they and so when you're announcing a champs versus chumps, um, you you say what course it's going to be at and people can Mm -hmm. just show up and, and buy a ticket and then they're on? Oh, so actually, I, I, I'll put it on our website and, you know, have a stock of however many holes you want to sell and we'll sell, sell that many tickets to the show. And then you show up on the day and I, I announce you know, what course it's at, what pro is going to be there. And obviously Nate's going to be there and we'll throw it on our social media. And if I'm on my game, I'll give it to Nate and he'll throw it on his social media. Um, and then the ticket, the ticket buying frenzy commences usually. They sell usually out pretty sell, fast. Usually like in a couple hours. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, there you guys go. So you don't have to send me the message a hundred times anymore, although I do love hearing from you guys, but there's the answer to that question because people ask all the time, how can I be a chump? How, how can I? now you know how to do it? And, uh, who knows with COVID when champs versus chumps is going to even be able to be a thing again. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a shame because we're really missing them. I think we should do the next one we do should just be like the, the Jomies on the central coasters probably. Until COVID's like under control. I don't know. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, a little yeah. back, kick it back to the beginning, kind of with yeah. a small crew. Mm-hmm. It'd still be fun. But yeah, I'd love to get him going again once once we're able to and whatnot. Hopefully, we do him at all the all the NTs and Nate goes to. So. Also, it'd be really hard for the champs because you guys are getting legitimately kind of good. Like <laughs> the Jomez guys and Central Coast guys. Like, there's like there's quite a few like 980 plus level players in there now you guys have been you guys have been around the the game too long we've shown you too many secrets (laughs) we're watching you guys for too long man yeah you but you have this fantastic zooms you know you probably know things i don't even know about what's going on up there with my discs you can zoom in and do later go back and slow-mo replay the form you're you're like uh, evil geniuses now i think there's like a lot of disc golf osmosis that goes along filming you guys i know i feel like i just get little you know i could definitely see like even just like strategy kind of stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. you don't even really realize you're picking up but just like oh well that's that's interesting like or, or just like opening your eyes to like well you, maybe there is a hole i could go spike hyzer over the top you mm-hmm. know because i feel like that's the kind of stuff that i never thought about until i saw somebody you know do something outside the box 
And then it yeah. was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, that actually would maybe work on Hole 13. I never even thought, I never even knew that was a thing you could do with discs. I play lots of Mario Golf these days. <laughs> and you love rollers. So and know, I that, that probably rubbed off from us too. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Nice. So, I mean, I'm going to put you guys both on the spot here. Uh, this question came in on Instagram. It was from Tony. And he wants to know a favorite Champs vs. Chumps moment. Was there a single moment that sticks out? I want you guys both to give one answer to where it was just a funny moment, a crazy moment, a great shot, something that made you laugh. What? Give me one. Man. Well, wow. the good, good news is Ian Ian is going to cut together a highlight package of yes. some of the great moments. So I'm really looking forward to that because then they'll all be in one place and on Central Coast YouTube channel. So you can, especially if you've never seen Champs vs. Chumps, that's going to be a great way to kind of get your feet wet and see what it's about. Definitely. But man, I, the one that's popping in my head, and I feel like there's too many good ones, but the one that's popping in my head is the is way at the beginning with Paul and the diamond earrings and that being kind of like a funny moment. <laughs> one of my favorites. Where one of my favorites. This, where he switches, he takes Hannah's earrings and puts them in and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, because Paul's definitely, you know, he's he's not afraid to like have a, a nice earring or like a gold chain or something. He's got, oh, yeah. he's, he's fully SoCal. <laughs> He's not afraid so, to have a nice earring. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't have pierced ears. You know, I don't know. A lot of, I, I feel like that's a Southern California move, like a diamond, yeah, a diamond or like it's like a Florida, you know, it's like that's a different culture than like in, I don't know anybody from Oregon. That's like, yeah, I got a I got a pretty expensive earring. That's like pretty, you know, like a blingy, you know, like I don't I personally am, have not. I don't, I don't own any of that stuff, but not to say, not to not like hating on that idea. It's just like, that's part of who he is. He's down to get like a, a pretty fancy chain or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that, that was like just a funny, from where I was standing, that that's always been something where I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, I've never thought of getting my ears pierced <laughs> or anything, you know? So that was just a kind of a funny moment. And, and, it, and he was totally in on it, you know, like he was joking with it and leaning into that stereotype and uh you know he that's one of the things that makes him great is that he's like able to laugh at himself and and you know tee one up for me to make a funny make a funny moment happen paul's low-key kind of like an internet troll like like the jokes yeah. and that you know he's he's funny like that he's really funny he doesn't yeah. get he doesn't get enough uh credit for that you know just and maybe that's by his own design i don't know he's kind of a quiet guy you know i think he would but he will definitely, he definitely burns people sometimes. <laughs> like when, yeah. like Simon just recently put out that tier list stuff and he's like ranking players this and Paul like shared it and said, two fans discussing the disc golf, you know, it's just low. It's just like a quick little thing, but it's just like such a burn for Paul to be like, oh yeah, Simon the fan oh, just out man. here discussing who has the best putt. Plus, Yuli had to find out he's not in Simon's top five either for Ooh, sidearm players. That'll hurt. That'll hurt. You know, that's Simon's making waves out there. Oh, Yuli, Yuli, think Yuli will tell you, and you can ask him sometime. But we've talked about this a couple times on the show. This is becoming a running theme on running it. Uh, that Yuli uh, is self self uh, anointed a top five forehand of all time. <laughs> what of all time? He's fifth. He's not, Yuli, he's not asking what? for much. He's not. He's not putting himself first. But he's fifth on the all time he's in the fifth. history of disc golf charts. <laughs> Maybe exactly fourth. fifth not in the top five he's exactly number he's five yep he's fifth are we talking about just forehand upshots forehand yeah well that's what i often counter with but yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about all around game you know huh. all around but yeah it's it's it you know it'll be a it'll be a, an argument that 
it echoes through the ages. I don't think we'll ever find it. We'll, we're never going to be able to get conclusive evidence one way or the other. So we can discuss it forever, but oh, that's good, man. But yeah, we, we, we should have him as a champ. Honestly, he'd be hilarious. Oh, he'd be amazing, man. He is so funny, man. I, I, I love filming him, man. <laughs> yeah, we need to get name. him. We need to get him for a champ. That'd be funny. Him and Germ would be awesome. We should do that. It sometime. would be. Be really good. I was gonna pick between like personal awesome moment where I threw an awesome shot, or like just awesome, you know, champs jumps moments. I think the, both. the coolest champs jumps moments are like the the aces with Simon and Paul. Those are yeah, pretty, those are pretty cool. I think my best champs jumps shots is actually La Mirada. It's like 430 foot hole. It's downhill, obviously, if I got close. But I threw this like crazy Annie flex. It like super late, and I got like five feet out from the basket. And I've, I've never gotten within like 40 feet of that basket any other time. You know, it's just like a random lucky shot. And it was it was awesome. And, and Paul hit my putt out of the air because <laughs> <laughs> I got closer needed. That is true. Gosh, that that we need the that's that should be a, even almost even a separate highlight video. But the times when the chumps have like come through huge. Those are yeah. all those moments are so awesome. I mean, I'm like, it's my own. uh my own ego making me think only about commentary moments when I think about my favorite moments uh-huh. from the thing. But like, uh, but yeah, like there's been so many times where like somebody's just thrown in like that guy in Maine made like a yeah. forehand through the trees and like just there's, there's a lot of those where it's like 60 feet and you're just like, of course they're never going to make this. And then some guy, especially when it's the fourth one yeah. to come up and then they hit this huge clutch shot. That's that, that makes the whole thing. It makes the, the whole video work when, when guys are making shots like that, keeping the, Keeping the dream alive. Yeah, it almost feels like fake. It's so awesome, you know, when when the fourth yeah. guy begs it. Yeah, for sure. Those are all real, man. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Now, Ian, if uh, anybody is new to disc golf and for some reason they've been under a rock and they've never seen any of these champs versus chumps, mm-hmm. how can somebody find Central Coast Disc Golf? Where, they, where should they be looking you up? Where can they find out and keep track with everything that you got going on? Cool. Yeah, they're all on YouTube under uh, Central Coast Disc Golf. And I got a, a couple play. I got a Champs versus Chumps playlist if you want to walk through all those. Or I think I got a fun round with Paul McBeth and Friends playlist too. I got a couple on there. The Starter Pack Challenge and the Battle of the Airs type stuff. And uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, all Central Coast Disc Golf. So, yeah. Follow and plus, there, like could a, be a chump. plus about a, a thousand actual tournament professionally produced videos yeah. as well yes there's also we're, we're a sort lot of, of we're sort of painting you as a, as a comedy channel when really <laughs> central coast is um such a huge library of uh old footage and you know amazing moments from uh big time tournaments thanks man yeah i got some great ones man 2014 was a barn burner one will go watch the best disc golf worlds i've ever seen is paul mcbeth 2015 that was incredible yeah the playoff Oh, oh, 15. Yeah, 14 yeah, in the 15. playoff, but then 15. Yeah, 14 was an incredible battle, but 15, you just destroyed everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it what it didn't start out that way. It was like the last no. couple of rounds, just like mm-hmm. flamethrower. It was I crazy. Shot, shot course record like at least twice in a row, if not Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, and I would I'd really hate myself if I didn't bring this up because this is one of my favorite parts of Champs vs. Chumps. What an awesome theme song you've got. <laughs> on, the, on the beginning of that man so um for everybody that's going to check that out I, I i absolutely i absolutely love that theme song man that's another uh Oregon connection you know that no yeah. i didn't yeah yeah the guys from Eugene. rocking with brock is that what it's yeah. called yeah rocking yeah. with brock that's somebody uh evan he's actually he he, he caddies for dustin keegan at worlds every year maybe nice. not last year but he has yeah 
it's, a, he's great, a, it's what, a killer song i need to find more of his songs yeah he's, he's awesome man he's actually it's a funny story with that uh like i saw he was he friend requested me because he's a central coast fan and he's like he's friends with my sister on facebook and i was like how does this guy know my sister too and it turns out my brother-in-law him were friends and he was at my sister's wedding obviously so i was there too but didn't actually meet him until later and then he threw that song up on Facebook. And I was like, this song jams, man. He's like, can I use it for, for Central Coast? He's like, that'd be awesome. And, you know, the rest is history. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that song. It's a great introduction. So, guys, you can check out all these Champs vs. Chumps that we were talking about and uh, all of the other footage that Central Coast has. Because, again, they've, like Nate said, thousands of hours of, of disc golf footage. And they'll be following the ladies on the lead card this year. So uh, tons of great content and uh, and a lot of big things coming out for Central Coast. We've got you here. You've got the ears of the fans, Ian. Is there anything else that uh, you want them to know about that Central Coast has going on? Websites, sales, anything that you're doing? Gosh, man. Yep. Working on that Champs Chumps best of video coming out soon. Got the FPO coming up. And yeah, we'll see what's working for next year. Should be great. Thanks for coming and joining us, talking with us. And also just thanks for, uh, you know, opening those, the doors that you opened for me with commentary and, and, uh, and for all the pros, really. I mean, I just feel like we're all uh, indebted to you guys that, that were willing to grind to do the media, because I think, you know, you have played a bigger role than you maybe realize. And I hope uh, as disc golf media continues to explode that you and Jonathan and, and McFly so high and guys like that were history is going to look on you guys as as like really big figures in the sport of disc golf i think so i just want to thank you for that for all the uh all the time you put in you know thankless time early and seeing that payoff and and just having you guys out there has been huge i think for the game and for the athletes and for the fans thanks man i really appreciate all those nice words man and i really appreciate you coming on for champs chumps and all these funny silly things we get going and and you're awesome mate appreciate it man (laughs) thanks man yeah, man. And I, I appreciate you, Ian, for uh, for doing it. You know, the fans love it. And if it wasn't for Champs vs. Chumps, there might not be a running it with Nate Sexton right now. So, um, cool. you know, keep keep it going, man. And uh, we look forward to following you this season. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Well, Nate, it was really awesome to have Ian on the show today. And like I said, one of my first experiences in Nate Sexton was Champs vs. Chumps. So to be able to talk about that and hear kind of how it all developed and could actually hear how much fun you were genuinely having talking about it, um, it was really cool for me. Yeah, just fun to go down memory lane with him. I mean, Ian's a great guy and, you know, has provided that platform for me and a lot of my peers for a long time. So definitely cool to to get to talk to him and, and hear his side of how it all started. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I had a great time, and uh, we wish him the best of luck with this upcoming season. Um, being on the the women's lead card, that's a uh, that's a big jump for for Central Coast, and look forward to seeing him out there. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, uh, we thank you for joining us. Remember to check out our sponsors, disc.usa.com and Fisher Disc Golf. Um, anything that you need disc golf related, Fisher has it there. You can check them out on Facebook at Fisher Disc Golf uh, or, of course, their website, fisherdiscgolf.com. And, Nate, what's that code again? Run it 10. And speaking of it, you know, Nate, when everyone else has been kind of just laying it up here in the beginning part of 2021. You know, me and you. We only know one way, and that's running it.